Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Son for Van Persie. Is there still one more twist in the tail here? Son takes over again. Out for Theo Walcott. Van Persie rams Chavinho in the box. It might fall for Vermaelen. It has fallen for Vermaelen. And Arsenal have won it with virtually the last kick of the match. It was a tricky game, uh, a very tough game for me. It was also the first experience uh, playing in Stoke. Uh, of course, I've been warned before by the coach, by the players, how it is to play there. You remember that image for a long time. I was just basically very sad for Aaron, you know. I knew how long it would take him out. He's, he's a good guy, a great player. Uh, I was very sad for him. Uh, personally, it didn't make me scared or anything on the pitch. That, that didn't change my, my way of playing. It was just like, uh, as I said, I was more sad for him for, for what happened. Hello and welcome to In Lockdown, in partnership with Camden Town Brewery. I'm Josh James. If you've been enjoying this series so far, please let us know in the reviews section at iTunes and remember to subscribe to the show as well, wherever you get your podcast from. Our guest this time is Thomas Vermaelen, who spent five seasons at Arsenal, two of them as captain, building himself a reputation as a goal-scoring defender, scoring 15 in all from his 150 appearances. So hi Thomas, thanks for joining us remotely today. How's lockdown going for you, first of all, and your young family at the moment? Hello, hi. Um, actually, considering the situation, not too bad um, at the moment. I'm in, I'm in Japan, and um, considering the rules, we can at least go out. We can have some uh, outside air, you know. And if you consider to to the to the rules they have in in Europe, it's it's, it's much better here. Just looking forward to getting back to football, I guess. I mean, of course, yeah, we're all waiting to go back. I mean, it's a long time now we, we're without training, uh, playing competitive games. So that, that's that's a bit difficult. We have to train on our own. Um, as I said, at least I can go out and, and run. You know, I don't have to stay inside. But of course, you want that ball back and you want to be back on the pitch. So that's a bit, uh, that's a bit difficult at the moment, yes. Yeah, so instead today, let's talk about um, when you were playing football back, back at Arsenal. Um, take you back in time to when you were 23 years old. You joined from... Ajax in the uh, summer of 2009 and, and you had captained the team at Ajax hadn't you under Marco van Basten towards the end so was it a difficult decision first of all to leave Ajax? Of course yeah I spent I spent in Amsterdam like I think eight years um, the first three years of that were still in my youth years so I was I was 15 when I left my home time so uh, it was difficult to leave Ajax at a long time I felt home there in Amsterdam as well so it was not easy but of course if you if Arsenal comes, you know, at that time it was uh, it's a great club, so you you wanna you wanna improve yourself and you wanna go to the English Premier League as well because I was watching that uh, every weekend on, on on the Dutch television. So of course for me that was um, yeah it was it was a difficult decision, but of course I wanted to go to to England. 
and you knew a bit about Arsenal, I'm guessing, as you said, you watched it on TV, but also you'd played in the Dennis Bergkamp testimonial, hadn't you, a few years earlier, um, which was the opening of Emirates Stadium. Um, what, what were your memories of, of that day and what were the, the Ajax players saying about the stadium back then? I mean, that was an amazing memory, as you said. It was a, the, the testimonial of, of Dennis Bergkamp, a legend of of, uh, of Arsenal, also Ajax. And uh, I remember we played, uh, the first team played for the first 45 45 minutes and I think Dennis played in that in that first 45 minutes as well so that was quite quite nice for me it was my opponent my direct opponent as well so was, that was quite special and after I think the second 45 minutes were all the legends of, of both clubs playing against each other if I can remember very well yeah that's that was what uh, yes exactly and to see all these big names coming on the pitch I was still young then so um, that was quite impressive for me to, to see all these these names there and playing against each other and you'd also played at Highbury as well, hadn't you, for, for Ajax um, a couple of seasons earlier. Do you, you remember anything about that that stadium and that, that occasion? Yes, for sure. I, I was That was my debut season in Ajax. I think we played Champions League in the group phase. Uh, group phase yeah, we, faced, we faced Arsenal. Uh, that was my first, one of my first games as well as in the first team to play the home game against uh, in Amsterdam against Arsenal. And then uh, the return in Highbury, yeah, I remember such a special, special pitch. I remember actually the the training the evening before as well. You know, the the, yeah. the pitch was in such a remarkable state. It was unbelievable. Uh, I never played on a pitch like that, and uh, the quality was, was was actually unbelievable. And 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 to play next day, next day on in that stadium was, I mean, a day I will never forget. You know, it's it's an impressive stadium, not in size wise, but the atmosphere is. Uh, everybody knows how close the the crowd is to. To the picture that is that's very special and uh, you don't see that in in a lot of stadiums yeah so you are i guess one of the lucky ones who played at both highbury and the emirates stadium and then emirates stadium became your home let's just go back to when you did sign um there's a lot of focus on you because you were the only signing that arsenal made that summer replacing colo Toure. did you feel like there was a lot of pressure on you people are looking at you to to come straight in and be a success straight away I mean, of course, you always feel the pressure when you go to a big club like like Arsenal. Um, at that time, I didn't really um, heard a lot from the outside. You know what they were saying about me. Um, what you are saying that I was I was the only signing. I can't remember that, so I didn't I didn't know that actually. But of course, um, you feel the pressure when you go to a big big club like that. And I was quite an unknown as well for for a lot of people when I came to yeah. to England. So that adds up the the pressure as well. Yeah. You you started um, well perfect way didn't you your debut against Everton that six one win um, I want to talk about that for a bit because the build up you're, you're starting a new season in a in a new league a new country um, can you remember the build up towards the game were you nervous were you excited what were your emotions going into your first match yeah of course I was I was nervous I think it's normal you show yourself for the first time to to the Arsenal fans to the to the English crowd so of course you're you're nervous it's it's, it's a big game for you. Um, but as I said, always when you, when when the when the whistle goes, the, the the nerves go, you know, and you just focus on your game and try to do as good as you can. So that uh, changed quite quickly. And um, I remember saying also the build up in that week that we were, I think I was in the shower with a couple of players, and I remember some of them saying like, uh, or oh, Everton away as a first league game is it's not easy, you know, like Everton mm-hmm. away is always difficult, and has proven in the next four years as well, it's always difficult to go there. So they were warning me as well. So that was that was not easy. But uh, yeah. yeah, the game the game went to plan. It's it's you can't have a better start. I mean, we won six one, 
and in your debut game you make like a goal as well so that's that is special and and i think it's massively important you start you start very well with your new club and that that helped me massively yeah, and it was a young team as well. Certainly in defence, I know that there was yourself, Gail Clichy, Bakri Sanyal, still young, Almunia in goal. Who helped you really in that team? Who would you say were your early mentors in that team and, and helped you come through today? I mean, next to me, I had, of course, a very experienced guy with, in William Galas. You know, mm. he, I played a lot of games. I think the first games I played uh, in that year, almost every game I played with him. And uh, he helped me a lot because his experience was very important uh, for me. And it was very... He was very good to me as well. He was very nice to me. He helped me a lot. And, uh, of course, always uh, Robin as well. Robin, he, he could speak Dutch. Uh, yeah. Although I could speak English uh, as well. But I think it's nice to, to speak in, your, in the same language. So he helped me a lot in, in those early days as well. And your first season was excellent in England. And you'd scored five goals, I think, by, by October. And eight by the end of the season, which was the highest for any Premier League defender. You're building yourself a reputation as um, not just a, a good defender, but a goal scorer for Arsenal as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was quite unexpected for me as well. I mean, um, we've learned in Holland to go as a defender, to go into midfield, uh, try to pass the ball, you know. So we're always, I don't see that a lot in England, maybe now more. But at that mm. time, maybe the players were a bit shocked when I went into midfield with the ball. Um, I was used to do that and... and I had a lot of like free space. So when I had the space, I just went forward. So I came mm. maybe more in those goal-scoring positions. And um, yeah, I mean, it was unexpected for me. But as I said, it was it made my start only, uh, started my Arsenal career only only easier. And it was working. As I said, you, you scored all those goals and, and that season went well for you. There were some interesting moments in that season. I, I think one early on when we played away to Manchester City, when Emmanuel Adebayor, who had just joined City from Arsenal, ran the length of the pitch to celebrate in front of the Arsenal fans when he scored. What are your what are your memories of that day of what the, the players were saying to each other afterwards? How did I mean did you ever seen anything like that before on a pitch? No, I never seen anything like that. I was quite uh, surprising and, and I mean my memories of that day was that it was actually the first first big setback in, in, in mm. those early days. I think the first couple of games were, went very well. I think we had the the Celtic playoffs as well in the Champions League went, That's right, yeah. went very well. Uh, but then after we had like I think it was the Man United game and the Man City game. I don't know which one was first, but um, yeah, I think the Man City uh, game was a big disappointment. We, we already early on we we conceded a few goals. I think from a free kick, and personally it was not my best game either. So that was uh, yeah, that was a big disappointment. Yeah. And we we spoke about your goals. One of your goals that season came in that um, infamous game at Stoke away at Stoke when obviously uh, Aaron Ramsey had his had his leg broken. There was a lot of emotion around that day obviously in the team and and your goal I think made it 3-1 late on didn't it T- tell us about your emotions of of that day and and how it affected the whole team yeah I remember it it, it was a tricky game uh, a very tough game for me it was also the first experience uh, playing in Stoke uh, of course I've been warned before by the coach by the players how it is to play there they played very physically I remember the lap was still there with his throw-ins so it was yeah. it was it was not easy, you know, to to play against him. I think we we got one down as well. I was not sure, so it was a, it was a very difficult game earlier, and then we came back and uh, and then of course the incident with Aaron. I was I was quite close by it to that incident, and then I saw exactly what happened, and I saw the injury itself as well. So that was uh, that was a difficult moment, and I remember the 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 reaction of the team after was like a real 
uh, team spirit came up and we we were actually saying to each other, let's do it for Aaron. And, and of course, it came down to 10 men, but luckily we could we could seal the game with, with another goal and, and go away with a, with a victory because, I mean, it was a sad day anyway with, with the injury of, of, of Aaron, but uh, luckily we get away with the three points. So if you saw, if you were quite close and you saw the incident, how how long did that affect you for? Not just then that game, but did it affect you for the next few weeks? I guess you can't get an image like that out of your head very easily. No, of course you, you remember that image for a long time. Um, I was just basically very sad for Aaron. You know, I knew how long it would take him out. He's, he's a good guy, a great player. Uh, we had missed him for a long time. Uh, I was very sad for him. Um, personally, it didn't make me scared or anything on the pitch. That that didn't change my my way of playing. It was just like, uh, as I said, I was more scared, uh, more sad for him for for what happened. And you said that the the other players warned you about going to places like Stoke. Do you think that sometimes that Arsenal players were taken away from their game, away from their usual game, because they were going to these intimidating places and, and were too, and too busy playing the occasion and not the game? Of course, if you look back at the results, we didn't always have great results at Stoke. So, I mean, I believe playing playing on a ball side like who wants to be in possession is still the best way to play football. I think, of course, you need to be physically prepared. But I still prefer that and I think it's the best way to, to be the physical team as well. But yeah, maybe we were at some games in Stoke, we were distracted by the way they play and, and maybe that was down to some experience, uh, maybe intimidated by, by the team, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that could be definitely a part, yes. But your first season, as I said, was a, a big success. You were named in the Premier League team of the season. You played more often than any other Arsenal player that, that season. But then you finished at, at White Hart Lane, you got that injury that would rule you out for the for most of the next season. Was it was that anything to do with that injury or was it a separate injury entirely? Uh, no, that these, these two injuries had nothing to do with each other. I mean, the injury I had in, in, in Tottenham was basically just a small calf strain. It, it is a complicated, it was a complicated thing in the end because we didn't not really know what was going on. It was a very tricky, tricky injury. It was not, um, it was not the Achilles itself. It was actually a tendon next to it. Yeah, that was a strange time because it was um, September, I think, when you got the injury initially um, and he didn't play again until May. So how that must have been so frustrating C- coming off the, the f- great first season that you had had and not knowing how long it would be out for. How, how did you get through that time? That was, that, was, that was difficult, of course. I mean, that was also my first, like the longest time I've been out of the game. <clears throat> I remember I had some difficult moments because it's, it's, especially when you don't know what was going on, it uh, makes you very insecure. Um, you want to know what the injury is so you can work to your um, towards coming back, and at that time I didn't know, and I had always setbacks, which makes it much harder. You work towards a certain date, you feel better, better, but then you have a setback. Something is not right, and that was happening a couple of times in that year. So that was that was very difficult. And and after when the surgery was there, I knew the solution, and 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 then you can work towards coming back. But um, yeah, in these I think it was like eight months. Uh, it was it was it was very difficult. Yes. But you came back in um, the 2011-12 season. Did you feel like you were back to your your best that season? Um, yeah, I think I had a good preseason. Um, but then again, it happened on the other side. The same, the same problem. What I had on, 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 I think I don't know, can't remember which side it was first. But um, the other side, the same problem mm. occurred. And then we actually more as a precaution, we said like, oh, okay, let's 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 do the surgery now. We'll always only take you four weeks. Uh, to come back so uh, early on in that season I think it was actually just before the Man United game when we had a big uh, big defeat 
think that's that's when it happened and then I had the surgery after. So you had basically the same injury twice. What one time it kept you out for a whole season, the other time it kept you out for just a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, because basically we at that time the the, the second season um I didn't know what was going on. So that's why uh, that took me so long to come back. Uh, and after we knew what was going on, it took only four weeks. So, uh, as I said, it's not actually it wasn't actually a very big injury, but um, yeah, in the second season, it cost me eight months. Yes. And by that time, Arsenal had signed Lauren Koscielny and, and Per Mertesacker as well. Um, who did you prefer playing alongside more? Who, who suited your game more? I know sometimes you all three played and you played at, at left back as well. But when you played in the middle, who did you prefer playing alongside? Well, that's that's a difficult question. It's also difficult to choose. I mean, I think I think Laurent came first. I think Laurent came in my second season and, and Per came in my third season, if I remember well. I was actually very impressed with Laurent when he came the second season. Again, somebody who nobody, I mean, not a lot of uh, people knew in England, but he was, he was very impressive in training. I remember playing alongside him at the Emirates Cup in, at the Emirates. Uh, the preseason games, and I was very impressed with him, uh, the way he played. So I really liked his game. He was very aggressive in tackling. He was not the tallest, not the biggest, but I mean, very quick, uh, anticipating uh, in front of his, his his strikers. So it was a. Uh, I was very impressed, and 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 then after um, Pear came, I think on deadline day on on my third season. Uh, I mean, great guy, also a very good player. I think positionally. He's a very clever player. I think a lot of people underestimate how how good he is. Um, so that's why it's, it's it's very difficult for me to choose between uh, those two. The, them two played as well a lot together as well. So it's, yeah. uh, I think the coach find it difficult to find uh, to see who was playing well with each other. So um, no, I think it, it, for me it's difficult to choose which one is the best. They have they have both qualities, but also different qualities. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And from that season, I particularly remember your last minute winner against Newcastle at Emirates Stadium when I think Tim Krul had been um, 
wasting time a bit quite a lot that evening and and it all came came back to haunt him when we got the last minute winner what tell us about your emotions that day your memories of that night yeah i mean unbelievable memory uh, one of the memories i will never forget of course in my arsenal career uh, and i think newcastle was a was a direct um, rival as well for mm. Champions League spot if I'm correct so that was a very important game for us uh, we were very close in points I think if they won or drew that game they would go above, uh, above us I'm not sure yeah, yeah that late was... winner was was very important and, and actually it started from the back there was no intention it was not like uh, we regained the ball very very deep on, in, in our half and, and, and I just remember just going forward and, and not thinking and, and luckily I think it was Theo who crossed that ball it just came in front of my feet and, and just not thinking and just scoring. And, and I mean, the the players were like, the, the fans and the players were so happy. It was a very important goal as well. And, and I mean, one of the most important goals I, I scored in, in, in Arsenal career. That season, it went all the way to the last day of the season, that really nervy game away to West Brom. Um, yes. We won 3-2 three, we in the end to get back into the Champions League. How did the players cope with the the nerves and the the tension because it was almost unbearable at times. I mean, I think it's it's. I mean, it depends on the player uh, how he copes. It's more uh, in terms of the the build up towards that game. You know, you're building up tension. You've been building up nerves. I think it's more nerve wracking for for the fans, even for mm. for the staff, the players on the bench or outside who don't have any influence on the game. Um, I always find when when you're on that pitch and, and the whistle goes, you're focusing on your, on your game, so the nerves go. Uh, it's more before the game, you realise how important this game is for, for the club, for the fans, for everybody. But once the game is on, you just you just focus on the game and then try to do as good as you as you can. OK, and then it was that summer that you were named Arsenal captain um, going into the next season. Can you tell us a bit about how, how is an Arsenal captain appointed? Does, does Arsene Wenger have a meeting with you is he, or does he just announce it one day? How does that, how's the process work for that? Um, I, I don't think we had a we had a big meeting, but I, I remember the year before I was I was vice captain uh, after after Robin. So I think it was just more like a natural process, you know, the, because Robin left. So and then and then the the coach uh, or the boss appointed me to to um, yeah to be the next next captain. It was like a, just a, a normal process, and, and it's not like a big meeting. Uh, he knew me as a person. He knew me as a player, so I think he he thought I was uh, suitable for uh, to be the captain. And as you say, Robin left, um, and you were his vice captain. He was a captain. You were you were close as well. You you mentioned that earlier in in, in the interview. So, would you ever try to tell Robin, look, we need you at Arsenal. Don't go. Can you stay? Was there any conversations like that, or does it not really work like that among players? No, of course. But the thing is, for me, it was also some sort of a surprise he left. You know, of course, I knew. Things were always going on, but to to hear all of a sudden he left for Man United was a big surprise as well. Of course, we, we talked like, okay, I wanted him to stay at at Arsenal because that year, his last year at Arsenal was, I think he was player of the PFA, player of the year as well. I, if I remember, so he had a great season, best season ever, I think, in his career. So I wanted him to, to stay and to be a legend. But of course, yeah, Robin is strong, strong in character, so he can't change his mind very quickly. And I think it's a good thing, you know, because it's, it's, that makes him the player that he is as well, you know, and, and you can't change his mind and he made his mind up. And you played 39 times that season, but, but were you still struggling? Did you still feel you weren't totally over the injury problems? How was your body feeling at that at that time? Um, 
yeah, if I look at my total last two seasons, I think Arsenal was a bit, uh, yeah, I didn't have a great feeling. It was not the same like the previous years. Of course, I had some injuries, uh, injury problems also. I wasn't happy with the way I performed as well. So I was struggling a bit with that. And then I think towards my last season, uh, I remember uh, Laurent Pair playing a lot of times together. So I was sitting more on the bench and actually playing. So considering if you take these two years, uh, my last two years was a bit of a disappointment, yes. And a lot of people were saying at that time that that, that particular Arsenal side was young and it, and it lacked maturity on the pitch. Was that difficult for you to hear as the captain of that team? Or did you secretly agree that, yes, we do need a bit more maturity? Yeah, I mean, it was actually throughout my whole Arsenal career, the same issues came back. I think we have to be they have to be more mature, as you say. They need more, more physical presence in the middle. They need to be more, more experienced players. That was actually throughout my whole Arsenal career. But I think we, considering that, I think we still did well. I mean, the English Premier League is not easy. And, and you still, in my years when I was there, we still um, were in the top four. Uh, I know the Arsenal fans were expecting more. Uh, because of the the years before, uh, the experience they had, like in, in winning the league, uh, winning the FA Cup a couple of times, so that was not easy. And and it was actually throughout my whole five years that the same every year the same thing came back. But I was of course that's not easy to hear that that people doubt you and you always have to prove them them wrong. And and, and of course that's not easy. And that season, I guess one of the low points would have been that Bradford Cup game. Um, yes, which I, I I guess Arsenal fans and yourself probably want to forget, but. You scored the equaliser that game and it looked like it was going to be OK. Um looked like we were going to get away with it. And then it went to the penalty shootout. Tell us how, how difficult that was to, to to cope with. Yeah, a bit disappointment again. I mean, throughout that season, I had a bit of a few disappointments. I wasn't happy with some performances I did, so that was that was not easy. So I went into that game. I remember it was a difficult, tricky game as well. It was very, very, very cold. I think it was a midweek game. Uh, they played very physical. They had a very long striker up front where they played all the long balls to. And then they had the tricky small striker was running into spaces. So we didn't cope with that very well. I remember in the first half or even in the second half as well. But then coming back from, I think, a 1-0, uh, me scoring the equaliser. And we were still positive going into these penalty shootouts. And yeah, penalty shootout, I think I, mi- I missed the decisive one. And uh, as I said, yeah, it's just very disappointing to... You just feel like you let the fans down, you let the club down. Uh, another chance of like winning a trophy because everybody was talking about Arsenal not winning a trophy for a long time. So for us, that was a very important game. So I was, yeah, I was very disappointed after that game. I remember that. Were you were you starting to feel like, how, how are we going to end this trophy drought? Well, it must have been a, a more of a mental thing than anything for the players. Yeah, I mean, of course, the more you talk about it, the more it gets in your head. So you try to... You try to want to focus on the things where you have to be to do at that time. You know, you don't you don't try to look too far ahead. Just go to training every day in day out and make sure you get better every day and get better as a team. Don't think about too much on on the things on the outside, what people are saying, what people are thinking. Uh, and just focus on your job and, and and make sure you do it as well as you can and you don't have any regrets later on. Like oh, I thought I could do better there or there or I didn't do the effort there. And make sure you do that every day and then and and then hopefully. You know that brings you back to, to 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 winning trophies, and of course that's what what you did. You you said you were worried about being the first captain that Arsenal didn't qualify for the Champions League under, but in fact you were the first captain to lift a trophy for for nine years. Did you have mixed emotions though that day because because you didn't play in the final, or did you feel like no, this is what this is? You know, I'm the captain of this team, and we've won the cup. 
yes, I was very, I was very happy that that day. I remember that. Of course, I was, I was disappointed not to play in the final, but I remember I played the semi-final. Uh, I'm not sure how many games I played in that cup competition that year. I think a few more. I think it was against Tottenham as well. I think we played. Uh, so I played a few games. So I've. I definitely felt like it was my cup as well. Uh, of course, I was disappointed not to play, but I was more before the game. But when we actually won that cup, I was very happy for the team, for the club. You know, I was there for five years, already a long time. So, uh, as you say, people were talking about how long we did a win cup. So, so I was very pleased that that day. And did you know that that afternoon that that would be your last your last game for Arsenal? Did, had your move already been pretty much arranged by then? No, no, nothing was arranged by then. No, no, no. I didn't know that was my last game. Um, everything was was afterwards. The deal was done in the summer. I think I went back for the first week of my preseason as well in in end of July, August for mm, the new season. Yeah. So the deal was done. I think in the middle of the transfer window. So when we were playing the cup final, I had no idea of of, of leaving of leaving the club. So why why did the move happen? Was that your decision? Was it the clubs? Was it a mixture? Can you talk us through the process of of when you left? I think it's more both the club and me. I think um, of course it was a big club as well. It was FC Barcelona. It was at that time very very big club. They were winning the Champions League. So it was not like I was moving to to some club nobody knew. So it's it, I was very flattered by the interest of 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 such club and and I think Arsenal and Barcelona they had. They made a great, I mean, they had a deal quite quickly. The, the deal went quite easily. So I think it was basically both decisions that we that we had we went separate ways. And uh, I mean, I was some part very sad about it as well because, to be honest, even though in my last two years I was sitting on a bench a couple of times, I was I was very happy in 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 you know in London at the club, the people who were working there. So it was. It was not easy, but uh, as you say, I was very flattered by the interest of Barcelona, so I was very excited to go there as well. But would you say, looking back at your time, how would you sum up your time at Barcelona overall? Because you did you did win a few trophies there as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I won I won a couple of trophies. Yes, and and uh, if you look back, of course, I, I struggled with injuries now and then. But if I look back at it, when when I played, and and I think that the, the people were happy with the way I played, and and the coaching staff. Uh, throughout the five years or four years I was there, they were always happy with me how I performed when they called up on me and and when I played games. Um, so of course, it was a difficult time because I had some injuries there and and it was with ups and downs. But there were times as well like I was playing well and and I felt like I could I could reach the level what was required to play for that club and and I played some nice games as well. Like I remember in the Bernabeu, uh, the Clásico, I was I was. I could play, so um, I had good moments, but also low moments as well. So, um, at the end, I have no regrets going there, and, and it was a great experience as well. And then Japan, just tell us uh, why Japan. I mean, it's a big, uh, a big change, a big culture change, I guess, for for yourself and for your family. Why did you choose to go to Japan? Yeah, I mean, it was it was very excited. The interest of Japan came already. Andres Iniesta was here, uh, a teammate I knew from FC Barcelona. There was another teammate, uh, and uh, Villa was here. Yeah, the connections is there between Barcelona and the club I play, and and Kobe, the club I play now. We have the same uh, sponsor. Uh, the connections are there, uh, and I was very excited also because I think Japan is a great country. Um, it's something totally different that we know, but it's a country with. A lot of culture, a lot of things to see. I think when I'm when I'm older, I can. I think it's something special to say. Like I lived in Japan with my family. I think it was great. It is great for my kids as well to to come here and and, and experience the life in, in Japan. It's just 
totally different than we used to in, in Europe, but a great way of living. And we mentioned the penalty shootout against Bradford. I understand you had another interesting <laughs> penalty shootout recently. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Tell us about that. I, I think it's a world record, no? That it's. I think it was nine nine penalty uh, penalties missed in a row. Never, never happened. And I'm not particularly proud of it to be in that list, though. But um, yeah, this it is it is a, it is a world record. So yeah. I don't think a lot of coaches will ask me to 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 take a penalty again. But yeah, again, I was like uh, I wasn't in the first five though to to take a penalty. I was the seventh, sixth, or seventh in in penalty taken. Again, it was decisive when I could have if I scored that we won we won the game, but I missed I missed again, and I was massively disappointed with with myself because I thought I was I was confident. I, I think we played a good game. It was a tough game, but I, I thought we played well, and I was confident I would score that goal. But uh, yeah, I was very disappointed. I saw it going way over the bar, so I was um, yeah, I was not happy with that. But luckily, we could we could uh, win the game and then win the cup as well. And so, what's just finally, what's going to be for you after after football? Do you think are you going to stay involved in the sport, coaching, or media? What what do you see yourself doing after football? Um, yeah, at the moment we're doing. Um, Together with the Belgian Federation, as a national team, we're doing. Uh, we we will be able to do the coaching badges. So I'm doing now the the license B and A, and we can do that in 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 one year. So that's a special opportunity uh, they gave us. So that's why I'm started now in the beginning of the season. So uh, and actually I'm enjoying doing it, learning something totally different. So um, yeah, it's a thing I love, you know, football. So it's something I might be involved with later on after my career. It's, it's I'm not sure yet, but I think uh, it's something I would consider doing. Yes. And coming back to London one day, maybe back to Emirates Stadium. Uh, yeah, probably. Yes, I have a house in London, so normally when I have when, when I have uh, free days or I'm on holiday, then I sometimes go to London. So my wife is English, so she she loves London, and uh, I always love to go back to London. It feels it feels like home. Uh, going back there, uh, I love it. Uh, I haven't been able yet to go back to the Emirates. Um, only when I played with Barcelona, I played the Champions League against Arsenal. Then I went back, and that's the only the only time. But I would love to go back and watch a game one day, and uh, hopefully go back to the training ground as well because there were lovely people that are working there. So I would love to go and meet them again. But uh, at the moment, it's a bit difficult with with uh, because I'm so far away. But hopefully, after my career, I can I can go back and see them. Okay, Thomas, that's great. We'll leave it there. Thanks, thanks a lot for your for your time today. It's great to catch up with you again. Thank you for having me. And if you've enjoyed this episode at home, please leave a rating and review at iTunes and remember to click on that subscribe button. So until next time, thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. 
Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.